1: Okay, welcome to Vegas Hockey Hotline from the Brian Blessing Studio, sponsored by Station Casinos and the STN app. We'll be talking to Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos in about 30 minutes or so. But before we get to our first guest, uh, Todd Dewey from the RJ, he'll be on talking about the Masters and baseball and whatever else we can think of. My, my friend here, Stevie Slapshot, who's been doing this sh- a show for a long time. You did it for
2: what three years with brian i started i think october of 17 okay so
1: and and then we interlap some time too because then it was all three of us at one point right and then so you've been doing it with me for five weeks would probably seems like you know 50 years it's gone by like that dana it really has yeah it really has but unfortunately or fortunately for you unfortunately for me that you have other things that are going to be happening here in the up up Coming weeks, I guess.
2: Yeah, um, so we we, we had I- an incident yesterday over at the place where I work. I had an incident. <laughs> you, did.
1: <laughs> you did. You had a happening. You did. I had an incident.
2: Okay, I had a happening, um, where my, my my job is essentially to try and beat the sharps to to the injury information. Hey, mine too. Yeah. So um, they just pay you to do it. we we, we had we had some things happen uh injury wise that came out on the internet and and i saw it as i'm sitting here uh w- with my tweet deck um between 10 and noon yesterday it ended up not really costing the books at, really at all no because we went through the bet percentages yeah. there's no way but
1: i think it's the we want to make sure it doesn't happen correct because of
2: Correct, you not being here and doing the show. So, so when when I got, I I leave here at like uh, twelve thirty, and and got there uh, just before one uh, yesterday afternoon, and my boss was waiting for me, and th- and this guy this guy told not me not with donuts. And no, he did no. not have donuts. <laughs> Jeez, what kind of boss um, is that? He he I, actually I, I I really really like the guy. I. I th- of I don't. Al- I don't always agree with him. I yeah. I think he's kind of wrong here for for several reasons. But he's my boss. Um, they they pay me pretty good money and pretty good benefits. So um, we had we had a discussion about my hours after he told me, you know, before I started this show that ten to noon was fine. That you know there there's there's not you can work ten to noon right. and, and be here. And away. there's this hu-
1: a huge backstory as to why there was such a gap between. You know when Brian's show ended and when we started mm-hmm. or re- restarted it up and of course part of that was the respect I wasn't going to be you know calling up you know hours later and expecting to get on this so it was yes do we want to do this do we want to move forward and then once we decided yes this is what we want to do and we, we got station casinos on board you know it didn't have to pull their leg too much they were they stepped up immediately uh, and then of course you had to kind of rearrange your schedule and make sure that you were able to do it because honestly the bottom line is you know i i did the show you did the show longer than i did and to me the natural transition was for you and i to pick up where brian left off yeah A- and so i wouldn't have had it any other way honestly
2: no i really and, and me neither and uh, I'm, it's 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 been a, a great we have five full weeks. I, it it doesn't seem like it's five insane. weeks. Yeah. So so that tells you how much I enjoy doing it. That that that's gone by this quick, and uh, I I would love to keep doing it. I just now now I can't. Unfortunately, he he does he wants me in there at at ten. So I and he wanted me to start like now, like today. And I said that that's that's not fair because you you told me uh, you know that we had. Uh, that that 10 to noon was fine with you um and i i didn't want to hang you out could
1: there be an overreaction could there be hey pal i was a little heated yesterday
2: it's it's, could you
1: walk in today and say you know what you're great on that show
2: yeah i I (laughs) you really are i don't think he listens um i
1: if he did, he would know that posternock was not going. I, that's to That's true. That's true. <laughs> so,
2: whose fault really is? Yeah, it? that's a good point. I should maybe I'll bring that up today. Yes, um, you should. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, um, I said, look, g- give me a month. I-, I felt that that was probably enough time to-, to where you felt comfortable. Maybe we could find you uh, another guy to uh, to work with that that would you know where the chemistry would be as good um whatever but i i felt like a month was was enough time and then i i called you last night and talked to you so um i knew what was coming yeah so so i so i have i have a month uh to to do the show and then unfortunately that that's going to be it
1: and i appreciate that i yeah. never want to put you in any kind of predicament where i mean you got to follow the money
2: <laughs> you, oh, absolutely I mean, there, there's no
1: other way around it yeah i mean if you're if you're not following the money, I mean ultimately even the things that I did for free or do for free, essentially doing this show for free. Right. You know, I, I you do it because I love doing it. You can build it. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. true too. That's true too. You know, you can see the potential of what, what's there. And so I, I don't blame you at all because There's no other choice.
2: Yeah, I don't have another And and
1: the biggest thing that you said in that was, Well, I got benefits. Yeah. Well, that's Yeah. That's the biggest thing
2: right there. Yeah. So So
1: And we'll see though. I mean, maybe things will change. It's if if you're giving her you got yourself a month. Yeah. You know. and, And and so I guess moving forward the idea would be I'm not if you do decide to go and go to you know to your job and the reason why we can't say what it is is because of our relationship with station casinos exclusive relationship so that's the reason why um but there's no you know I, i want it's nice to have another voice it'd be nice to have two voices in here make the show bigger but at the same time the chemistry has to be right people have to be right Everybody has to have their own level of humbleness and, uh, you know, understand that we're doing this to make, you know, to, to put on a show for people that, you know, that are driving around or listening at home and it makes it, you know, entertaining for them. And that that's the only thing. Anytime I ask a question that might be a little bit uncomfortable for the, the person that we're interviewing, I only ask that question because I think when you're listening, that's what you want to hear. I, I don't, the one thing for me is always I don't want to hear hey that guy was really great I mean tell me how he felt when he went off the, I mean, I don't, nobody wants to hear that right you know what they want to hear is you know did, did the Golden Knights give you a fair shot when you wanted a broadcasting job how do you feel that you have given so much to an organization but yet you haven't made your way to the major leagues not because of a lack of talent just because you know some people are willing to play a little bit more of the game and as you Know, Russ said, Hey, some people have famous fathers. I'm yeah. sure he was talking about the Bucks. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. So, yes, he was. Um, so, anyway, I appreciate everything. I mean, whatever happens, the door is always open for you.
2: Thanks. I appreciate that.
1: It's constantly closed for me as you have to unlock it every day. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's you know, we did this for Brian. Yeah. We will always, I will always. And you always have done this for Brian. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I mean, it It, it stinks for sure. But I think this show is going to go in a big direction at some point. I have that confidence level, um, and I truly feel that way about what we're doing here. And you're always part of it because you are you are the person that helped build it. Yeah.
2: Thanks very we put much. Put a
1: lot of bricks down to well, make sure that we could still do this. And
2: and and I and I agree with you that this this place this show has a lot of potential and 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 could get big. But not and, when you leave. And who? But <laughs> who, but who, but who knows? The, right? The long and winding road. So yeah. who who knows? Uh, you know, it might it might come. I I might end up back here. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And and a- absolutely. And in the interim, if if you need something and and I have and I can fit it in, I can do it. I'm I'm willing to help. You know, any way I can.
1: Okay, I'm going to need you Monday through Friday, 10 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, um, so we'll deal with that. And, you know, don't start calling. I, I'm not jamming people in here just to have voices. I, there's a specific uh, camaraderie and the specific feel to the show that I'm looking for based upon other shows that I know are successful. So that's what I'm looking
2: for. You're looking for another nutball like me.
1: I don't know what I don't know what I'd be looking for, but I know that I would be um, open. I, I don't know, but when I feel it, I'll know it. All right, and that's why I told you last. That's what she said. No, that's well that that's a comment from someone who's on his way out. <laughs> um, but like I told you last night, I want it to happen organically, right? And and when I meet somebody, and I you know talk to people all the time, when I meet somebody and say, hey. I, I think we're, I think we're good together, and that's how it's going to happen organically. Right. And honestly, I don't, but doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I could die. talk to myself for two hours all day long. I got you. I never claimed to be a golf guy. I could tell you that. And okay. our, our, our predecessor was an absolute golf nut, mm-hmm. knew everything about it, tried his hardest to get me into golf. And he wanted me to you know, watch the Masters, watch this match play thing. This, I don't know. He, he was crazy about golf uh, and, and horse racing. And I, I love Brian Blessing for that. But I just haven't done it. So what we're going to do is I, I'm compelled, I know, to talk about the Masters because it is a big story. It is compelling what Tiger Woods has done for sure. Mm-hmm. That needs to be talked about. Uh, let's open up the Velvet Rope. For sports betting columnist from the las vegas review journal todd dewey and todd you know more than i do uh, about golf but from what i can tell what tiger woods is doing after the first round at the masters is nothing short of remarkable
3: yeah thanks for having me guys it definitely was uh spectacular to just see him walking down the fairway after yeah. the first official tournament you know 14 months since According to him, uh, you know, almost had his leg amputated, you know. Um, it was just pretty pretty remarkable. And then for him to, to finish uh, in the top 10 at one under par in red numbers was just incredible. He had a – watching him right now, he had a bogey on the first hole, just missed the birdie on number two. So he's at even par right now. And uh looks like three over would uh, – is the projected cut. So let's see if he could uh, – to make the cut for the weekend he's 21 to 21 on that well no matter he's what he,
1: no matter what he does Todd from this point out I mean is it not a tremendous success story even if he doesn't make the cut today
3: yeah I think just just hitting that first swing just playing in the Masters by itself is a uh, incredible uh, victory in my book and one of the books in town had uh, you know odds up on would he play and or wouldn't he play when they was still up in the air last week, and they they lost pretty pretty good on that. Uh, ended up being a huge favorite that he would play.
2: There's huge liability on him, Todd, in, in this town to 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 make the cut, uh, to finish top ten, to to win the tournament. The 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 public pounded those numbers, Todd.
3: Yeah, Tiger's always been a popular pick. Obviously, his entire career and uh, came back to win it a few years ago, of course, the 2019 Masters and and the thing this year, yeah, one of the odds makers around town said it's going to be an all timer as far as liability goes when Tiger said he was going to play and definitely the books would lose millions if he's somehow able to win this thing and, uh, you know, like I mentioned, they already lost on one prop just for him playing and if he makes the cut I'm sure they'll lose on that and Yeah, better is just back and tiger all over the place. And the thing that adds up the liability so quick is, of course, he's always been single digit or, you know, under 20, 10 to one. And this year, uh, you know, as close as last week, he was as high as 125 to one around town and he was still 65 to one before the Masters started. So, you know, there's some thousand tickets, thousand dollar tickets at Hundred to one, sixty to one, fifty to one, and all the other thousands of uh, smaller tickets out there definitely add up quickly. Yeah, so yeah, the books are on the hook for millions uh, on Tiger this week.
2: It's it's not the shots. He he, he actually it's unbelievable. He, he still has the shots. It, it's walking this course, and and he, he one under yesterday. He's uh, he's even through two today. Um, I I just I, I wonder if you know between holes the, the 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 hills on this course you know if that's going to catch up to him if, if should he make the cut today and then you know round three round four if at some point i mean as you said he could have easily lost that leg 14 hours of surgery uh to avoid amputation of that leg and now what? what is it 14 months later he, he, he's walking you know th- this is a, a as tough a course as there is on on tour the the other one i, I believe is a uh, kapalua over in hawaii uh, with with, with um, you know all the up and down the hills uh, on this course, I I I man, I, I'm rooting for him, but I I I think you know round three, round four, I think it's going to start to show, Todd. Yeah,
3: yeah yeah, I feel the same exact way, and uh, I guess yeah, I talked to a couple people that've been to Augusta, and they say that's the one major before even Tiger came into play. I remember them telling me like the one thing you don't notice when you when you get on TV is how how hilly it is and like you said it's one of the toughest courses on the tour to walk up and down and and definitely you know he looks pretty good but you can tell it's not his same gait. you get a little hitch in there and bit of a limp and sure as uh, time goes by on the weekend yeah that could definitely come into play because um this is just today's the first day he's played a back-to-back days so who knows when you're playing three straight four straight days but so yeah, it would be interesting to see. But you know what, way back when and Tory Pines when he won that US Open on a on a broken leg or or, or torn ACL or whatever it was, uh you know, he, he he's done an amazing thing, so I wouldn't bet against him. But uh be interesting to see. I was even interested, uh they had a total up around town on what his today's score would be, second round score. was at seventy three when I looked and it, it ended up going up to seventy four and a half. So it'd be interesting, uh to see what, what he'll
1: do on that one over under. Hey, Todd, I want, I want to talk to you about uh, baseball, but I want to ask you a couple basketball questions, if, if you know. Uh, where do the Lakers go from here? I mean, they dropped another matchup last night against the Warriors by 16. LeBron is out, Anthony Davis, Westbrook, they're, they're all out. I mean, with Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard, Avery Bradley, they're in contract years. I mean, this is going to be a brand new Lakers team next year, and I guess that's a good thing, isn't it?
3: Uh, well, the Celtics fan uh, grew up living the Lakers. So. <laughs> the pause. The pause. Yeah, let's see. I think You can't even say something nice. <laughs> the best thing going for Lakers fans right now is the show on HBO winning time. Is that thing spectacular or what? I love
1: it. That, I mean, Darcy Riley as Jerry Bus. I don't know if you guys watched that. Oh, I've seen the trailers for it. I mean, believe me, it's anytime I'm not watching sports or I dare to go up to, to the second or third floor to watch those TVs. My wife's all over Hallmark, and she's like, "Yeah, we got to wait till they kiss." And I'm like, well, "That's at the end." You know, I mean, it's like, can't we? I mean, my goodness, can't we just fast forward and? Uh, it's, a, it's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but I don't homework.
3: know, man. Yeah, it looks like it's a rebuild time. Uh, Absolutely, with all those guys you mentioned. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it, it would have to be a, a brand new team, and yeah, just unbelievable that they didn't even make the play-in game. I know a book around town. Uh, one better bet ten grand to win a hundred sixty grand, sixteen to one on the Lakers not to make the playoffs. So <sighs> that one hit. But uh, another guy bet twenty five thousand. On them to make it play in the playing game, so they couldn't even make Jeez. it there just pretty amazing that they couldn't even make the play
1: Todd, you still hate the Lakers don't you I mean uh, I can, I oh come on I can hear the disdain in your voice
2: look i'm a, no, I'm, 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 I'm a celtics fan too I, I I hate the Lakers as well I've always hated them I hate Magic Johnson for that hook shot. When, 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 oh, I know. I yeah. always try
3: to run for the remote, you know, whenever I see that replay or still, the, uh, you know, yeah, full disclosure, I grew up in the Boston area, just diehard Boston sports. I know, of course, as bettors, we just want to root for the team that we have a bet on. But I still do, uh, you know, have in my heart all the Boston sports teams. So, yeah, you know, I, I still don't want to see Bill Buckner's replay or the helmet catch or the magic hook, baby hook. Yeah, I, I still hate seeing all those, although you, obviously it's been a pretty spectacular run these last 20 years. Can't complain the rest of my life as a Boston sports fan, that's for sure.
2: You you know, Todd, that that was McNamara's fault.
3: Exactly. Yes. Was, uh, Stapleton has always been Correct. in in the game for defense, but he said, I want Bill Buckner to be on the field when we win the World Series. Yeah.
2: Nice call, John.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Todd you, <laughs> Todd, you realize it's been, what has it been, 12 years? since the Lakers and the Celtics played in the finals and you guys won that series. I mean, are we, are we bitter just because the, the Celtics made it or are you, are we still going back way back? Uh, you know, I, I, mean, I, I can't even remember when, when did Boston Four actually go the
3: Lakers, the Lakers won that series. Yeah, That's what I said, right? 2010.
1: Right, right. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, okay. What are you still, oh, my... up... oh. what are you still upset about? <laughs> I mean, what, what year are we particularly upset about?
3: Oh, just just the whole. I'm not upset about anything. <laughs> just the whole aura. <laughs> you know what? I love I love the '80s. The, like I like watching that show because it's all about the Showtime Lakers of the '80s, and you know that was the greatest basketball I ever played. I think was the Lakers and Celtics, uh, Bird and Magic. So no, those days are great. And then of course Kobe was in the last area, So yeah, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. I have to respect Kobe for for that although it's still the Bitter that outside had a 3-2 lead in that series in 2010 and a double-digit lead in the second half of game seven with Kobe having a bad game in LA so
1: yeah that that, that one still stings
3: a bit no, right, but
1: you're still but he's still upset what was it Two? what was it? 08 Boston like you won after the 08 and you're still upset no, about not winning it. in 08
3: what do you mean? We won we in – oh, Celtics won in oh won in eight and then yeah. they had the rematch in 2010. The Lakers beat them. Oh, you,
1: you know, I got it all – yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. You're, <laughs> hey, you're, wait, no, wait, I got it all switched oh, up. I, that's right. Because in, in 2010, oh, you know that's when the Lakers won in 4-3, and you're on the Celtic side. Okay, got it.
3: Yeah, and it was back-to-back. Back but but you won in 2008. Won. Yeah. yeah okay. No, that was great because that was the first time in 22 years since the bird era that they won in – And and now the both franchises are tied uh, with 17 titles all-time each. So I didn't think the Souths had a chance at it this year, but they've been on a pretty uh, incredible run here uh, lately.
1: Well, as a Wizard fan, I can tell you I hate every team, including my own. And my whole teenage years, I can remember, was when I grew up, I mean, it was. It seemed like it was Boston and the Lakers every year. I think the Rockets were sprinkled in one year in '86, and I, it seemed like it was yeah. those two teams my whole teenage years. So you know, while you're upset at that, I appreciate you stealing my childhood. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not upset. You know, it's, you got to be against
3: the Lakers and against the Yankees as a Boston fan. No, I'm very grateful to have all the great players we have had over the years. And I can't complain about a thing, and I'm very sorry for stealing your childhood game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you weren't the only one. So, hey, Todd, I wanted to... Yeah, you jumped up. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, that's, that's okay. Whatever you were going to say was probably true. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about Major League Baseball. Of course, the season started yesterday. It's underway. Uh, I mean, how do you recommend? I, I was talking to Stevie before you came on. I'm a guy who has a a database with pitchers that I really like to follow, and I I pretty much keep to that uh, those amount of pitchers. I, I don't try to get too crazy. I, I, you know, if you follow starting pitching, and of course, I'm not you know giving up crazy numbers. Even, you know, if they're 220, I'm not on it. But I just try to keep this as simple as possible with guys that I know that even if they don't get a win are going to give me a good effort. And how do you attack the Major League Baseball season? Because this thing's a marathon.
3: I know. I don't bet much baseball anymore, to be perfectly honest with you. So that's why I was asking you and some other uh, you know, sharper guys when it comes to baseball than myself how you attack it. And uh, so, yeah, I wrote a recent column about – some tips on betting baseball, and, and yeah, you, you, uh, you, and a couple other guys said that you usually bet short prices. You don't do any more than minus 120. I know another guy doesn't do any more than minus 150. Looks for short home dogs, and then odds maker I talked to, you, yeah, there's so many of those huge uh, favorites, and you just gotta have to avoid laying those high prices because, uh, you know, you lose one and you're chasing it. I remember right. I used to try doing that way back when, when Pedro Martinez for the Red Sox and chop it down to the run line. But, you know, it would still be high, and you lose one of those, you get to hit like three or four to to uh, make up for it. You just chase it all the way right?
2: Hey, in, in, in talking to those guys, Todd, uh, I, I'm a guy who I, I, I look for a live dog every day. There, there's a live dog somewhere on the board almost every day I, and I was talking to uh, to Dana when he was talking about the pitchers. If there was a pitcher for Detroit, I think the Tigers on on a, on a, on a daily basis. I'm going to bet them every day. But but when they're a dog, I'm going to take a look at them and see if I like them that day. I, I I think there's some potential there. Did anybody mention the Tigers to you? I mean, it
3: was more like general. Uh... Advice like you know, if you're going to bet the under, go first five innings. Cause you don't know, uh, the bullpens are so tough to predict, and the extra inning ghost runner, or you know, ride streaks. If the team's won or lost three in a row, bet for the same thing to happen till it loses, and hope you catch something like the Orioles' 19 game losing streak or the Cardinals' 17 game win streak last year. But, but, but you're right, uh, talking to uh, some odds makers about season win totals before the season uh, a couple of them did tell me that they they think the Tigers are going to be a lot better this year and the, the young their young players are going to you know finally come of age and the same thing with the Orioles they they think the Orioles are going to play better than most people
1: expect
2: all right so i i was right on the Tigers i'm going to take a look at the Orioles now thanks Todd i appreciate that
1: <laughs> hey i yeah well I'll, I'll, i i just wanted to tell i did a Quick thing on my database, and it, I don't know how many years. This goes back a long time. Over, I think this it goes back eighteen years. If you had to bet the Tigers, this is it, food for thought. Okay, it'd be twelve ninety five and one and thirteen fifty, which is approximately forty four percent, minus ninety seven hundred units over that amount of time, and to make that even. You know, I hear people say, "Well, I'm gonna I bet organizations uh, because of the amount of money that they can spend." But there is only in that span of time. There's only five teams, which is Tampa, Los Angeles, Texas, St. Louis, and Oakland. If you just blindly bet them over that span of time, which is a long time, mm-hmm. they're the only teams that would net you over a thousand units. And you divide that up by, you know, the amount of years we're talking about, and it is so. And the point, the reason why I'm bringing this up, it is so difficult to zero in on one thing every single year because of the ebbs and flows. And and Todd, what you were saying about the Orioles isn't baseball betting just about finding that wave and riding it as long as you possibly can? Because what's good today and three weeks might be another you know six seven game losing streak.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's just such a long marathon, six-month season. Um, I was talking to you know, the legendary Roxy Roxborough. I ran into him this week, and, and yeah, that's that's what he said, that most betters can't make it through the season, like 2,430 games. <laughs> It'll take you can't take make it through April. Bankroll. Most bankrolls can't it make it through same. April, Todd. Yeah, and I remember a famous quote by one odds maker that said, to bet baseball, you need a bottle of whiskey and a revolver.
1: <laughs> wow, that's that's a bad season.
3: Okay. Yeah, that's pretty harsh. But uh, who said yeah, that? Topping it up, obviously, it's very
1: frustrating. Who said that? What's that? <laughs> uh,
3: that was Nick Bogdanovich.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I, at least he stuck to the uh, the drink part of that. Okay, because um, obviously, I think Nick is still okay. Um, the other night, the national championship game, we're talking to Todd Dewey, uh, sports betting columnist for the Las Vegas Review Journal. The last question for me, you get an idea of the money thrown around town here on the, on the national title game. We saw a million dollars bet at stations. We saw another, you know, 50000 to 60000 I mean, it just, I don't know where these guys get this kind of money. But, you know, w- when Harris stepped out of bounds, what kind of money? I mean, I don't know if this ran through your mind, but the first thing I thought of was the emotion that must be going through each one of those players, uh, you know, gut, those big time players i mean how much money would you estimate change hands by kansas not getting fouled and sending that game over the over the point spread of four four and a half depending on what you had
3: millions millions i don't know how many millions but like you said there was a million dollar bet kansas minus four at station so right there was a you know, one point nine million dollars swing. Yeah, so incredible! That's just uh, you know throwing my uh, sixty dollar parlay, and you know <laughs> it's going to be yeah, just millions and millions. Yeah, I did actually take Kansas uh, minus four myself. So. I knew, uh, just like, can you just get this ball in, foul, and a couple of feet does not have one of these crazy endings. And then, of course, the guy steps on the out-of-bounds. I know, it's just crazy. There weren't that many notable bad beats in the tournament, but that was a big yes. one. Like, just millions and millions of, of dollars changed hands across the country on that one. You Todd, know, at least eight eight figures. So. Todd,
1: can you imagine being the guy on the couch when he just bet a million bucks or wherever he is with his hands, his head in his hands, and then all of a sudden one shining moment comes on? I mean, that TV <laughs> would not make it through the night. That's the last song yeah, I, I mean, want to hear, <laughs> one shining moment.
3: Exactly. Yeah, I don't think he was – Yeah, he probably destroyed the TV at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah unbelievable they're down 16 he probably gave up on the game at that point sure and then all of a sudden they're in position right at the end it's like all right and had a
1: fouled here had a five six point lead at one point i mean they were yeah. they had had it covered for a second before carolina made it back
3: yeah had a couple of chances where looking good to cover and at that point you have to lick your chances to at least get a push or the cover well, so that, that
1: was just devastating. Well, Todd, we always appreciate you coming on. You did a, a great column about uh, baseball, so I wanted to have you on and just talk a little bit about MLB. But, of course, we go off in a tangent. But, uh, Todd, we'll have you on uh, a million times, I'm sure, before the end of the year, and we appreciate your uh, your time as usual.
3: Thanks a
1: lot for having me, guys. Have a good weekend. All right, there he goes, Todd Dewey, sports betting columnist for the las vegas review journal do
2: you have a quick minute i can i can tell you right, one property i know of that there was a 3.3 oh m- and this is real yeah, <laughs> this a, is not a no, estimate go a, ahead it's a, a 3.3 million dollar wager on kansas all right oh really okay and 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 five million in liability overall all right so because it's a four-point game that that property wins five million if it falls uh Five, five. So so if the guy gets fouled and it's five, it, it goes over the four and a half, then it's five million lost. So it's a $10 million swing. It's unbelievable. It's a $10 million swing on whether that guy uh, gets fouled. Oh, that is crazy. All right,
1: we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, our good friend Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos will join us.
5: Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar & Grill, 4955 South King. Experience the thrill of the grill. John Smith Subs is home of the
4: famous Steak Bomb and other premium deli subs with grilled-to-order marinated sirloin steak, grilled chicken, farm fresh veggies, and delicious bread baked daily. Our subs are making a name for themselves with quality and flavor. Add an order of piping hot french fries and you have a meal you can't get anyplace else. Experience the thrill of the grill at John Smith Subs. Visit johnsmithsubs.com to find a location near you. Hey, Golden Knights fans, I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I'm proud to be an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're giving you the chance to play at home along with the Golden Knights to win home game tickets through our Power Play giveaway. Each time the Golden Knights are on a Power Play, we'll pick one of my Twitter followers who tags me on Twitter with the hashtag #AdamCutnerPowerPlay, And when the Golden Knights score, that lucky fan wins tickets to the Fortress. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. Go Knights Go! Calling all Vegas Golden Knights superfans for the Terribles Game Day Giveaway. During all of Vegas Golden Knights home games, visit any participating Terribles location, make a qualifying purchase, get a scratch card, enter on the Terribles app, and you could win a $1,000 Golden Knights shopping spree! Best yet, one lucky customer will win this prize every day the Vegas Golden Knights have a home game. Terribles Game
5: Day Giveaway. It's only... Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Decatur.
1: All right, welcome back to Vegas Hockey Hotline, sponsored by Station Casinos and the STN app. From the Brian Blessing Studio, I'm Dana Lane. That's Stevie Slapshot. Just give you a quick Major League Baseball update: Red Sox and the Yankees tied at three, bottom third. Or excuse me, bottom fifth. Devers, home run for the uh, Red Sox, and Rizzo for the Yankees, and uh, White Sox three nothing. Top of the fifth over the Tigers. Okay, let's get our next guest on. Uh, the man of the hour we would like talking to twice a week. And uh, Chuck Esposito from uh, Station Casinos, you know, Chuck, I, again, I know nothing about golf. I know it's really super important to talk about. Uh, you are the man. I, you and Brian used to talk forever about this. And, and just give us an update, I guess, where Tiger is and and the, kind of the buzz around the casino now uh, that the Masters has started.
6: Always great to be on with you guys, Dana. And, you know, Brian, we know, was a a golf nut. We know that he'd be glued to the seat right now. He probably would have wanted you to take over or record his show because he wouldn't want to miss a hole. (laughs) Um, It's been really the the Tiger show. I think the amount of, um, you know, PR and and publicity and the hype, would he or wouldn't he, you know, uh, participate in the tournament, kind of had a feeling he would. Um, And then once it was announced that he did, I mean, even leading up to that, Um, more tickets, more money bet, more liability on Tiger than I can ever remember on anyone uh, for a golf major. Um, Of course, he opened up at a a very high price industry-wide, varied slightly, but, you know, upwards of 50-to-1 to 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 100-to-1 in that range industry-wide. And um, my guess is there's a a lot of liability uh, across the board on Tiger. And, um, you know, as I've said before, if there's a, a certain guy wearing a red polo, um, on the back nine playing Sunday, it becomes must-see TV. And, you know, he hung, he held his own the first day. Granted, he was only, you know, one under. I think he was four or five strokes off the lead at that time. Um, nobody's really kind of running away with it. Um, but he did golf better than, you know, probably half of the top 20 golfers in the world at that point. <laughs> and the bottom line is he is still Tiger Woods. So he's making it must-see TV. Nobody, as I said again, is running away with it, but uh, a lot of interest on the Masters because of Tiger.
1: I mean, talk about the betting handle, Chuck. I mean, what is the difference? I I assume it's astronomical. What's the difference between when Tiger is in a tournament and when he's not? I mean, it has to be at least 70, 80% more when Tiger's in a tournament.
6: Yeah, I think, Dana, when you look at it, you know, what what he adds and the interest is, you know, off the charts. Um, I think we've seen such a increase in golf right and handle over the last, um, you know, five years because of all the talented, um, you know, young golfers that are in it has helped. Um, But what Tiger did when he first kind of came onto the scene and how, you know, we we went from booking, you know, the majors to booking every event. It was sort of like, you know, the parallel was there with like Jeff Gordon and and NASCAR and, and, uh, and Tiger in, in golf that two young, really talented polarizing individuals for their sports, kind of didn't just transform their sports to more TV interest, but way more betting interest as well. And there's such a correlation between being able to watch an event and bet on an event. These guys just helped take it to the next level, and they both have continued to gain in more popularity their particular sports. But with him golfing, it just adds to the intrigue, adds to the handle, adds to the hype, and adds to a little bit more sweat uh, for this particular event on our side of the counter,
2: right. This is the perfect storm, isn't it, Chuck? Because I, I I think the Masters probably is is the most bet tournament in golf, and the, and then you have Tiger coming back uh, off the horrific injury. He he just won in '19, so there's the there's the chance that he can do it again. But uh, we'll see how the how, how the leg holds up. But it, it's the perfect storm. He's involved. This is the Masters. Um, there there are some other guys right right now. Uh, the leaderboard, you're looking at Danny Willett who won it a few years ago. Uh, Im, uh, Neiman, Schwartzel, Varner are all up there. Uh, I'm, I'm, the books are hoping one of those guys can hold on and pull it off because that, that, that wouldn't take too much money out of your guys' pockets.
6: You know, we we want them to continue to do well, maybe just not too well. It's you know, it's sort of like the the knights too, guys. When when they're playing well and and they're advancing on, I mean, we're we're excited about it and what they bring to the table and and overall how it creates more buzz and hype and and handle. But sometimes, from a fan's from a fan's perspective, we're rooting for them. But from the business side of it, against it, and that's very similar with this. Um, you know, I think we we're all. I mean, you see bigger crowds in the book, more people. You know, really kind of keeping a focus and and paying attention to Tiger after not you know being part of a, or competing competitively in a big event like this in over a year, coming back from the the the, the injury. Um, it really has become must see kind of TV, and I think we're all kind of watching it right now, especially the fact that nobody's kind of running away with it. Um, you know, he, he looks like he's in a favorable spot to potentially make the cut, still a lot of golf left. Um, but he really has made it more fun, I think, for for everybody. And that's evident by, again, the handle, the atmosphere, and definitely the crowds in the book. Yeah,
1: and even though you want to win these wagers, um, you know, I mean, there there is, I don't know if you could put a number on it, but certainly when a golfer or a specific event If they create interest in that event, I mean, interest down the road does turn into uh, money, I'm assuming, for your book. So even though, you know, like, you know, there was, I don't know, I forgot back in the day, there was a huge bet on a game. And, you know, there was a, a property that actually wanted this bet to win. Because it created so much interest and buzz in a specific sport that you know wasn't normally bet on on a, on a normal basis, so you kind of, I, I guess, emotionally you kind of have that tug of war uh, on a daily basis, don't you?
6: Yeah, it, it happens all the time, guys. I think you know the, the Knights are really the prime example, and I think we saw it on a much greater and a much larger stage last year with the Raiders, um, with the success that they had and making the postseason that. Decisions on those games became um, so much greater than we could have ever anticipated. Same with the Knights from their inaugural season, where, you know, we want them to win, we want them to move on, we want them to have success but it still is a direct reflection on maybe you know how we're going to do for that day or on that particular sport um if they win or not so you know they can win and not cover in football which makes us happy maybe not the guests happy um but you know it, it has added a new dimension i think um really with with the knights especially uh, coming into the league and the success the success that they had early on the liability that at, at the industry had in their inaugural season. I mean, people bought tickets on them when they were, you know, 200 or 250 to 1, not because they realistically felt they could win the cup. It was truly to have a souvenir That's on exciting. this. Right. And yep. then two months into it, they're like, wait a minute. I may have something here. <laughs> I
1: might have more souvenirs. <laughs> right,
6: right. So, I mean, it was really kind of an interesting thing, the way that occurred. I mean, I think because of the night's success, we saw the same thing on the Kraken this year, yet the Kraken have been a much more traditional um, you know, expansion team, a new team in a league, and haven't nearly had that success. And everybody expected that to be the Knights, but I think because of the Knights' success, uh, that's the reason we had a tremendous liability on the Kraken, a lot more tickets you know, on the Kraken, all these things, because of the success of the Knights didn't pan out the same way, um, but it was a direct ref- reflection of what happened with VGK.
2: Well, and the other thing to think about, Chuck, and I know the book's looking at it this way too, is when, when you have an event like the Masters and Tiger involved or the Knights are playing well and so you have guys over at the book on, on game nights for the Knights, those guys are now investing in other wagers as well. It's not, it's not just the Knights that they're betting on, so, so that opens you up to you know, make money that way.
6: Yeah, I was going to touch on that, Stevie. That's part of it. You know, when you've got guests, you know, looking at the mobile app or or coming into the racing sports books or or playing on the kiosk and the the other things then become appealing to them. And and they might be tying that into uh, another event, uh, another team or game in that particular sport, another team or event in another particular sport or another sport. Uh, So I think it does become um, a win-win for us. It's just been a different dynamic, you know, not having – teams here that have had you know our own professional teams that it has kind of changed so dramatically if it's you know um, the aces if it's you know the lady rebels and, and making the college basketball tournament we had more future book tickets on the lady rebels and more liability on them to win the tournament than any of the top 20 teams so I think it's a changing dynamic now that that we have to get more accustomed to that you know you, you want to put up the, a true and fair market price but you see a bias in the way that the guests kind of bet our local teams, um, maybe more so than I ever anticipated.
1: Yeah, and you would have to, I mean, the local numbers I would definitely be skewed versus what you would see on the strip. Because your clientele are going to go in, and they want to put their money on UNLV, and they want to put their, their money on the Knights, and maybe because the Knights' proximity to the Strip, that's a little bit different. But definitely with UNLV, uh, you would see a, a much different number at your properties or off the Strip properties than you would on the pro- on the
6: Strip. I mean you definitely could see that and you're right about the strip. I mean you you know when you know the Knights are playing teams from Boston or Chicago or New York or Detroit or some of the Canadian teams, you see a ton of sweaters from those teams um, in T Mobile. And they're definitely, you know, having fun with it and, and betting um, you know on their teams that they're visiting, so that might impact it somewhat. But I think it's in all sports when, you know, when um, different teams are are playing in the Super Bowl or a national championship game or a Stanley Cup, um, sports books in those particular areas could be could have a different number than what we do because of the interest in in their particular teams there. You know, I know that, um, you know, a sports book is going to be put into, if it's not already or soon in Wrigley Field, I can only imagine what the difference in in, in lines could be um, on a Cub team if they were, if they're good and playing well at that time um, to what it is, you know, on a normal day or what it is in other jurisdictions or markets around the country. So I think it's a little bit of an adjustment period for, for everyone. And, you know, I'm not, not, Ashamed to admit it that it's something that you know we're getting used to and again you want to be able to offer the uh, the best and, and fairest market price out there but um it, it becomes a little bit different for us when when you see you know handle like that across the board
1: uh you guys you did a terrific job i listened to your podcast with heidi fang talking about the afc west and the nfl draft i mean talk about the team uh, we have a couple minutes here, but talk about the team that you think can really help themselves with the draft. What is your property doing for the draft? And talk about some of the draft pop- props on the STN app.
6: Yeah, I'll definitely you know touch on the draft props. I mean, guys, it, we're kind of going to transform Red Rock into you know Draft Central. Um, we're going to have uh, Coach Mike Tice. Um Corey Chavis, ex pro bowler, myself, Jason, we're gonna be giving away a, a number of, you know, uh kind of gift certificates for uh for different opportunities here, A staycation. Draft caps where when your favorite team is on the clock, if your name is called, uh, you can come up and grab that Jags cap, number one, or you can pick your favorite team. You can trade them. There'll be autograph opportunities with with Coach Tice and Corey Chavis. Um, there'll be, um, you know, kind of uh, photo opportunities with those guys. And you can ask them questions. And we want to make it fun and intriguing and, and really You don't want to go to the Strip. There's going to be over a million people on the Strip. We want you to come here and just have a blast. And, you know, this is going to be draft central. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Plus all the draft props, as you mentioned. I mean, there's so many different opportunities. Um, Exact draft position uh, for a number of players we have up, which is really cool. Um, Team to draft. The two most... Polarizing quarterbacks right now are Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. Um, team to draft Kenny Pickett, and you've got a listing of ten teams. Teams to draft Malik Willis, followed by you know the field in there as well. Um, there's just you know I'm just touching on some. Uh, the first overall pick in the draft. Uh, the first quarterback taken in the draft, how many players will be selected from the SEC or the the Pac-12 or the Big Ten, uh, just to name a few. And we're always adding more draft props as well. We want to make this a fun and Kind of interactive and, and cool experience with our guests having an opportunity to, to to kind of win some stuff. I hope you guys will you know come out that night and tweet be it there. out as well and invite as many people as you can. But we really want this to be kind of the draft central watch party for everybody throughout the valley who wants to come out and have some fun and maybe win some cool stuff. And then meet Coach Tyson Corey Chavis, as well.
1: I guarantee I'll be there, Chuck. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk again on Monday. And I don't—I'm always torn between whether I'm rooting for the players or the books, but I'm rooting for you, Chuck. <laughs> and I hope you have a, a, a great weekend. We'll talk on Monday.
6: All right, thanks, guys. Always enjoy it. Have a great weekend.
1: All right, there he goes, Chuck Esposito, sportsbook director from Station Casinos. Well, Marie, there's another weekend. I hope you're doing well. Talk to you in a second. We want to thank our guests today, Todd Dewey from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Corey Vanderhoek from UNLV Baseball, Tim Neverett, Dodgers broadcaster, and, of course, again, uh, check Esposito. Well, we did it. Five weeks down, buddy. Look yes. at that. For Stevie Slapshot, I'm Dana Lane from the Brian Blessing Studio. We'll see you next week.
0: And the Stanley Cup is all filled up for the champs to win the drink. The final flick of the hockey stick and the one gigantic screen. The buck is in, the Canadians win the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. the best game you can name and the best game you can name is the good old